Welcome to the Lovemakers Podcast, your guide to navigating love and relationships. Brought to you by Inner Meets Outer and your hosts, Jade Huang and Daniel Meyer, partners both in life and in coaching. Each episode, we'll share practical tips and insights for all stages of your relationship journey. This podcast is part of Inner Meets Outer's mission to empower you with agency and gratitude, both in your love life and your life at large. So join us as we dive into the world of love together. All right, back again to Lovemakers. I'm Daniel, and this is Jade. Hi, Jade. Hi. And we are coming to you straight from Korea. You know, Korea this time of year is quite chilly outside, although I must say it's not quite as cold as my hometown area in Minnesota back in the States. But for some reason, I still find it fairly cold here in Korea, even though the temperature says otherwise compared to Minnesota. I think maybe it has to do with spending more time outside when I'm in Korea, having to walk mm -hmm. the public transit, going from subway to subway or bus to bus. I just find myself outside more often. Whereas in Minnesota, I know we spend a lot of time just going from car door straight to the building that we're going into mm -hmm. and don't spend a lot of time outdoors in the middle of the winter unless we're doing some sort of outdoor activity. Right. And you're probably used to it. And I'm definitely used to it. Although, like I said, it does feel colder here in Korea, even though I, I do like the nice warm floor heating that's here compared to the forced air heating that we have in the States back in Minnesota. What's <laughs> your favorite thing about living in Korea, Jade? Uh, uh, I would say my family. I'm close to my family. That's awesome. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to come back from Australia and food. I love Korean food. Korean food is the best. Like your soul food. Yeah, of course. I'm not one of those people. I, I have to eat Korean food all the time. But once in a while, I do miss kimchi and bulgogi and all these Korean stable foods because that reminds me of my hometown. And I realize how safe to be here since I've been back. When you're here all the time, you don't realize how lucky we are to live in a country where it's fairly safe. You can go outside to the convenience store at 2 a.m. and I never really worry about anything. And then I leave my phone or my laptop um, in the cafe seats and just go into the bathroom and come back not worrying about losing it. Yeah, that's amazing. I've left bags, personal items, out in public on a bench and come back multiple days later to still have the bag sitting there on the bench for me to reclaim. <laughs> I've heard stories of people leaving things on the subway and then getting them mailed to them unexpectedly. It's really nice to live in a country where you don't have to fear crime quite to the extent that you have to fear it in other countries. So I do feel very fortunate about that. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things about Korea as well, mm. along with the food as well. But we're not only here to talk about Korea. We're also here to talk about self-love and specifically how self-love can lead to romantic love. I know I have had some experience with that in my past. I have faced some moments of severe depression and it took me a while to work through those issues. And as I was working those out, 
I came to a place where I could love myself better and accept who I was and really enjoy who I was. And as was, as a result, when I finally did get into a relationship, I wasn't bringing a whole lot of baggage with me, a whole lot of things that were getting in the way. And really today, what we want to speak about is how self-love can open up the doors to a beautiful romantic relationship. Mm. And I'm curious, Jade, when yeah. you hear the word self-love, what comes to mind? When I think about self-love, I think of that as setting higher standards for myself. What's that look like? Knowing what I like, knowing what I want, knowing what I desire. And it's almost like you're showing other people how to treat you. The way you talk about yourself, the way you move, the way you do things, people are going to watch. And then that's going to be almost like a doorway that, oh, this is how I should treat her. One of my favorite quotes from Sonia Friedman, the way you treat yourself sets the standard for others. Right. That reminds me of uh, another quote from the movie and book on the perks of being a wallflower. And I'm just going to paraphrase it because I don't remember it exactly, but it's something along the lines of, we accept the love we think we deserve. Actually, I think that might be exactly right. We accept the love that we think we deserve. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, I think it's such a beautiful quote. And it's because it's so true. I agree on a lot of things you're you're talking about. And, you know, every every podcast, we like to break down our episodes into creamy and crunchy sections to show our love for peanut butter, creamy yep. and crunchy. And this week, when we're talking about self-love, the creaminess that we're referring to is how self-love, when it meets romantic love, mm. how that can be so smooth and so beautiful. And when we talk about we accept the love that we think we deserve, yeah, that is exactly that moment where self-love meets romantic love. And when self-love mm -hmm. is healthy and active, then you're going to see that reflected in your romantic relationship, whatever that yeah. is. And likewise, if it's not healthy, and this is where the crunchy part comes in, and it's not active, and you're, you're not coming to some awareness of who you are and accepting who you are and loving who you are, then you're going to also see that reflected in the relationship. And we want to dig into that and what those look like maybe in a little more detail in this episode. And I, I have a few more questions, if you don't mind me asking. So you said it's getting to know what you like or what you don't like. And what are some of those things specifically that for you, that you learned on your journey that you do like, that you do enjoy, that maybe took you some time to get there, but now that you have them, you see that how it's reflected healthily in your romantic relationship? Often I think about self-love and I think about my niece. Her name is Jui and she's only four. And I have complete love and unconditional love for her. And when I think about her, what I would do for her, that gives me a, a lot of clarity on what actual love means. You know, now when I see Jui, oh, I want to give everything you want. And what do you want? And let's chat. And I really want to support her needs and her desire. And of course, allowing her to go through struggles, but still I want to support and be there. 
but often we forget to be that figure to ourselves. And our love, our self-love becomes almost conditional Yeah, at, at certain points, right? You're talking about your love for your niece, love for mm. Jewy as being unconditional and how beautiful that looks. And we should likewise feel that same sort of unconditional love towards ourselves. And when we don't, and this is where it can kind of look crunchy, like, is we have this conditional love where, you know what, I didn't perform the way I felt like I should perform. So I don't think I deserve to feel good right now. I think I'm going to go out and drink gallons of alcohol, right? That's just one example of yeah. our, the conditional love that we often show ourselves. Yeah, I think uh, when we are lack in self-love, then we naturally seek validation from other people. And it's always up to the external stuff because I don't have this strong set boundary of how I love myself and what I like, what I love to do. And, you know, when you even search self-love maybe online, all the images coming up, it's going to be uh, going to spa, doing meditation, reading a book and things like that. But I actually don't think that these are the only things that's going to fuel your spirit and actually love yourself. It depends how old you are, where you are in your life, and maybe cultural background and your preference. Like it might be torture for you, right? So you don't have to force yourself to go a meditation retreat if it's not something that you really want. Yeah, it's getting to know yourself, right? And mm. this is an ongoing conversation that you have with yourself for your entire life. We can't sit here and say, these are the how the exact ways that you show yourself self-love. Yeah. This is the exact ways that you show yourself that you're worthy, mm. that you love yourself. You, these are things that you're going to have to discover on your own yeah. through trying out new experiences, through figuring out how you respect your body and how you respect your soul and how you respect your spirit. These are all different things that you're going to have to work out in a conversation with yourself, just as when you're in a relationship, a relationship isn't just you're in a relationship and done, boom, it's all good. No, a relationship is a conversation between literally a conversation between two people that is ongoing for the entirety of the relationship. So I think it's going into relationship with yourself. It's just exactly like that. And it's not the end. It's actually beginning of the journey. Yeah. And it's, there's never an end. I never think that's what end. I'm getting at. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's never an end to your mm. self-love journey. Exactly. It's not a destination. It's in the whole experience and it's a spectrum as well. And as we age, as we change, these things might look different and that's okay. And this is the journey itself that matters. Yeah. So what we want to aim for is some active participation in practicing self-love, some sort of active participation in awareness and acceptance of who you are and where you stand currently, reflection, these sorts of things. Because without it, then you're prone to, like you said, look for things that fill you with love or fill you with what you're missing 
from outside sources. And you're going to rely on that, or you're even going to resent other people or resent your partner if you're in a relationship when they don't fill those holes, when they don't give you the things that you lack or what you feel you lack, because you have no self-awareness of what is going on inside you. You're only just reacting to what people are or aren't giving you. That's almost like you're going to the doctor and you can't express where you're hurting. There is a pain somewhere, but imagine you can't use your hands and you only need to use your language to describe where is the pain, but you don't know how to say it. They can't give you any treatment because if you can't express where it's hurting, they can't do anything about it. So I think the self-love journey is similar to that. Discovering and finding out where exactly you're hurting or you need to change or you need to move forward, you need to heal and things like that so that other people actually can jump in and build better life together. So true. And Jade, I have a question for you. When you think about acts of self-love for you personally, yeah, what comes to mind. And I guess what I'm really asking is Mm. what I really want to get to is how do we distinguish between acts of self-love and acts of, I don't know, you call it maybe indulgence Mm. and where, where do you draw that line? Are both okay? Are, are they the same? Are they different? How would you distinguish that? Mm, That's such a great question. You know, self-love isn't about feeling good. Self-love is about more holistic approach, whereas self-indulgence is all about immediate pleasure and forget the rest. So prioritizing what feels good now, but without thinking too much about the consequences, like the, the future self. So what I'd like to ask myself when I'm doing things that makes me feel good, I'm thinking, is my past and current and the future self happy about this decision? And often, if I decide to have five pieces of pizza, my future self is not going to be happy because I know I'm going to have a tummy ache, right? So I, th- I know a lot of content on YouTube or Instagram's hashtag self-love, and then you drink a lot of alcohol. And I think it's more indulgent than the self-love. Right. You're like referring to, you know, hashtag self-love wine night or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? exactly. And I mean, I'm not saying you should never drink, but all all I'm saying is don't use that as an excuse. Indulgence and self-love is very different. And it's not about feeling good all the time. Sometimes you're making a choice that doesn't feel good now, but then you know it's going to be good for you. And thinking about the big picture, you know, physically and mentally and emotionally. And it, it involves learning from the past and embracing the lessons from what's happening and growing from the experience. Yeah. What comes to mind when you say that is respecting yourself and Mm. respecting the journey of self-growth. Yeah. So if you indulge without thinking about the impact about the future or other people, that is very dangerous. Yeah. And I guess what that reminds me of is respecting yourself and respecting the journey. Mm. And it's finding this balance between self-indulgence and self-love. Not that you could never indulge yourself, right? But you also have to have respect for your future self. 
and what yeah. your future self is going to be going through. And I think mm. that's when it comes to relationship, that's also important to remember because this is this is really about setting boundaries, right? In the moment in a relationship, it might be feel better to go through with a certain action or to just go along with something that's happening in the relationship without setting that boundary. Because setting the boundaries can be un uncomfortable. Setting boundaries can be not fun. But when we set boundaries, it leads to a better future self, a better future relationship. And yep. even further, when we know ourselves well enough, when we have that self-awareness, when we've been practicing that, then we can be more decisive and more sure and confident about those boundaries that we set. Yeah. And the conversation is not coming from fear and it's coming from love, right? When those things coming from fear, it's going to make yourself like, oh, I don't want to lose this. I'm not worthy. Whereas if it's coming from love, uh, because I love, I make the decision. That's empowering. That's very empowering. So for me, I try not to eat anything after eight o'clock. And if I see that is a punishment and that's coming from fear, then I'm like, I think it's boring. My life is boring. Whereas when I see that with the glasses of love, it's like I love myself and I don't want to give my body too much work at night because it's not going to create better tomorrow. You're definitely not going to feel good later that night. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know from yeah. experience when you have, you know, when that boundary has not been as firm for you and that happens from time to time, then you, your future self does suffer. Yeah. So like, just remember, where is it coming from? So I think people might ask a question from this conversation. So does that mean I need to restrict like so much of all these fun things that I like? My question for that is, is it coming from love or fear? And when it comes to relationships mm. and how this is translated into a romantic relationship, I likened it to, you know, the metaphor that comes to mind is if you're a guitar player and you're trying out for a band, but you haven't tuned your guitar before going in to the tryouts and you join the tryouts and you're just completely off tune, you're going to sound horrible. And you're not, you're that band, if you become a member of the band, is going to be making some very unbeautiful music. Mm. And then it's going to lead to probably some conflict in that band relationship. Band members are going to be blaming you for your untuned guitar, guitar, or you're going to be expecting them to do the work for you, expecting them to make the beautiful music despite what you're putting out. You know, when I was going through my own personal self-love journey, mm. I was facing depression, which was really difficult at the time, and then was able to work my way out of that on my own. We're not on my own as in completely by myself, but on my own as in there was no romantic relationship happening at the time. And I was able to really figure out who I was what my purpose was in life, who I wanted to be. And not that I completely know myself 100%. I think, like I said earlier, that's a journey that we continue to go on for the rest of our lives. But just having this active idea or active exercises by which I reflect upon who I was or who I am continually and just getting comfortable with this practice of 
self-love and accepting who I am. It was then that I realized that when I'm in a relationship, when I find someone that I want to be with, it's not because I need that person or I need them to make me feel good, but rather I want to be with this person. I choose to be with this person, even though I could be perfectly happy on my own, even though I am 100% worthy as I am right now. I don't need that person to make me any more worthy, but I still choose to be with that person. I still want to be with that person because of how they make me feel when I'm with them, because I enjoy their company. It's the difference between I need this person versus this person amplifies the best in me. This person makes me even better than who I, I was previously. I don't need them but I want to be with them because of that. Mm, that's so beautiful. When I first met you, I thought about that as well, because as you know, I wasn't dating anybody like almost a year before I met you. And before then, I was always kind of dating or being in a relationship. And I just couldn't even imagine being completely single. And without even knowing, that was maybe my subconscious thing and I always thought I need somebody to feel me to be a complete person in a way and that was probably the first time in my adult life that I'm like oh I'm actually feeling completely fulfilled and happy on my own and before I met you for a few months I was doing a lot of journaling and I'm not saying that journaling is the best way to do it, but for me, that really worked. So I still have the book. And when I read, there are lots of things about me, almost like writing a love letter to me and asking questions to find out what I really like, what, what I'm about. When I had better relationship with myself, literally, that I realized I'm not missing anything. I don't need somebody to fill my life. My life is great and I love myself so much. And when I met you, I didn't hurry up to create the relationship because I was in a hurry. I was 100% happy on my own. So I think this is where it comes with self-love leads to romantic love. When you're happy by yourself, you make better decisions because it's coming from that abundance, not the lack. Exactly. And for you, it almost happened by accident. It wasn't, like you said, it wasn't something that you were seeking out. It wasn't like, I need to feel less alone. So I'm exactly. going to find a relationship to be in. I need to find someone. It was something that just kind of happened more organically. Mm. This is a person who sees me. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about myself. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I saw you and <laughs> amplified you, and you wanted to you chose to be with me to share the space with me because not because you needed me or I filled any gaps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was really beautiful experience for me. And when I was even kind of doubting or thinking whether this relationship is right or wrong, I could see my decision is coming from clarity. Not, oh, I need somebody to fill my hole. Yeah. I and, like that, what you said earlier about mm, it coming from a space of abundance and not from a space of lacking. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes the 
biggest difference. And maybe if we were to distill this whole conversation into mm. one takeaway, it's that it's self-love allows you to come from a place of abundance when searching out a romantic re relationship rather than from a place of lacking. Mm. Yeah, that time, that year that I wasn't dating anybody and I was dating myself, I would say that was one of the best years of my life because that was a, for the first time in my life, I put myself first and asking constantly, okay, do you want to go for a movie? I didn't really need anybody and I could continue to do that and I was happy to do it for the rest of my life. I could imagine doing that and I just wasn't feeling dreadful, feeling devastated because you know sometimes when you're single thinking of that is really makes you sad but I wasn't feeling that way I felt really full yeah and I felt similarly before I met you and what I think is as you're as you were explaining or as you were telling your stories and your feelings what came mm -hmm. to my mind what triggered in my mind was when you said that year was one of the best years of your life or maybe the best year of your life what I noticed is in my brain I didn't go to Oh, her years with me weren't the best years of my life because I don't I don't need that mm. validation. I think previous me, past me, mm. would have felt triggered and hurt by those mm. words, and I would have maybe went sulking away like, oh, she doesn't think the years together with me were some of her best. But that's not. First of all, that's not exactly what you were saying. <laughs> but that would be the story I would go to if mm. I weren't feeling feeling worthy, feeling self love. Mm. Yeah. But that was a foundation year. You know, if I didn't go through that year, I probably wouldn't have chosen to be with you because I probably would be too confused and I probably wouldn't see your kindness and what you have. Maybe it wouldn't attract me in the same way. And that's why I'm so grateful when I think about the year that I, I did. <laughs> and past me would not have wanted to be with you, I think. Past me would be like, Hey, you're not giving me what I need in this relationship. Mm -hmm. You're not you're not providing me with the holes that I'm filling in my life. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And when I look back why I decided to be with you long term, it wasn't anything external. I think it was definitely more internal, the connection we have. And if you ask me, hey, if I lose a leg or if I don't have a job, would you still be with me? And my answer is always yes. And that explains. Oh, she's going she's gonna to make me cry in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, I love you too. All right. If you were to sum up mm. in a phrase or two, yep. the beauty of self-love and how that can lead to beautiful romantic relationship how would you do it? How would you bottom line it? For me, the key takeaway would be, like you said, we accept the love we think we deserve. And that's a beautiful sentence. And I just want everybody to remember that. Self-love is showing other people what you think you deserve so that they can actually reflect back to you. And when you do that, remember doing it from love, not from the fear. And I think that's my main takeaway myself is coming from a space of love mm. and abundance rather than a space of lack or fear. Yeah. Also, it's not a destination. 
It's the whole experience and the spectrum. We start now and this evolves as we evolve as well. It's like a forever work. Yeah, I like that. Relationship, whether it's with yourself or another person, relationship is never a destination. Relationship never. is always an ongoing journey. Mm -hmm. Never ends. All right, Jade. I really enjoyed our conversation today. And I hope everybody else did as well. Love you. Love you. Goodbye, lovemakers. Bye. If today's conversation resonated with you, don't forget to subscribe on your platform of choice. Your feedback also means the world to us. It's a moment to leave a review and let us know your thoughts. That would be amazing. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us at daniel at intermeetsouter.com or jade at jade at intermeetsouter.com. And that's jade with a Y. And for a regular dose of love and inspiration, make sure to check out and subscribe to Intermeets Outer's newsletter. And you can see that at intermeetsouter.com, where we also have so many other resources that we speak about in the show. So thanks for tuning in. Until next time, keep nurturing that beautiful connection between your inner self and the outer world. We love you.